The evil witch doctor has set lots of traps for you before you can face him one-on-one. -on -one. Are you up for the challenge? Can you live through Adventure Island to save Princess Leilani? Welcome to Nostalgia, chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm you Joe. <laughs> and who do we have on? I'm Sean. All right, we got Sean and Joe in the house, all right? Um, some might consider that a full house, but usually you need Uncle Jesse and uh, Bob Saget on the show, too, to make it a full house. <laughs> um, you don't remember his name, do you? Well, I don't remember his Danny. name on the show. Danny Tamborelli. Danny Tanner. No, Danny Tamborelli is all that. He's of all that. That's funny. But you know what? Even if I can't remember names, people remember us, and sometimes they write to us on the show. Wow. And uh, we did get a write-in from Stephen. Okay. What's up, Stephen? Yeah, Stephen wrote in, Dear Sweet Baby Boys of Nostalgia. <laughs> I love it. All right? He said he's been working through our back catalog and savoring it like fine wine. He's currently on the RC Pro-Am episode, hopefully a little later into the show by now. He said that he would like to know what is the best Capcom box art, and he even attached some images for examples, but we should keep it to just the ones that we've played so far. And with that in mind, I'm going to automatically disqualify Mega Man from being the best. That's not fair. That's not fair, Mike. Why isn't that fair? I, I, he, it's favorite, not best, right? I don't even get any joy looking at this. I feel so much joy when I look at that. I, I still wonder, like, what's even going on? I don't even remember anything from the, the, any of the levels that represents <laughs> that part of the box art. So you don't watch bad movies for, for the fun of it? Um, yeah, you can like it ironically or even just because it's funny looking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could say, all right, I'm conceding the point a little bit, but I still don't think, like, for me, it box is definitively art, not enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> for me, box art is all about, like, if that's what you're picking, you know, it's like a record cover. If you're going to pick to listen to or to play something based off of just the box art alone, Mega Man doesn't really sell me that that's an awesome game, which is currently on our essential games list. Well, it's like the old adage goes, judge a book by its cover. Yeah, that's, that's true. Exactly, yeah. and that's exactly how everybody did it at Blockbuster, right? Right. Like that's how. One hundred percent. That was my thought process on things. Was like, you know, maybe if it came down to it, I'd read the back of the box I, also to like. I like you every day. Read the back of the box. Very so good. Uh, every that's, Friday. That's how I. Well, it's every day that we record these. Yeah, yeah. We've been recording every day for three years. Yeah. Uh, Gunsmoke is the one that I think is the best because it captures that whole... Like, it's a cool cover, first off, but then it also captures the vibe of, like, a Western and has, like, a cool, like, spaghetti Western thing going on. And I just think, like, that, for me, is the best, is the closest. Maybe something like 1942, like, actually just straight up tells you this is a World War II uh, shoot em, uh, shooter flyer game. Like, maybe that's that's good, too. What do you guys think? Well, going on the uh, the idea of like oh, when I was a kid, what would have what would have drawn me in? Gunsmoke's a good one. I also really like um, Section Z. Oh yeah, Got, Section like, Z is kind of cool. badass on there. This little like guy in a Iron Man looking suit looks. I, I think I would have been drawn to that. Yeah, and also like it looks like the rest of the backdrop is just black. But if you look carefully, there there is like a lot of detail of other ships and stuff going on in there. So yeah, I'm a right. fan of that one. Yeah. Sean. 
Well, since you've disqualified the one that I actually enjoy the most, and since Gunsmoke is probably the best looking, I'm going to just have to go with, you know, just another tidbit. Like, you know, I like the Ghosts and Goblins one because it looks like a really bad family photo. <laughs> and I... the, the, the rest of the... the, rest of the uh, the rest of the box arts are just sort of bland to me. At least this one just it, yeah, it is, looks like Monsters is, Inc. Is the main character like posing with the ghosts and goblins? Yeah, they're all like, oh, let's get it for like. a group photo. Yeah, and then uh, one that I also have to call out is the commando one because it says destroy the enemy army over it in just like aerial text. <laughs> you know, like like yellow aerial text. Destroy the enemy army. Like that's how it's written out. Nice. So we're not going to talk about Capcom today, though. We are talking about Adventure Island. Uh, have you guys ever heard that name before? I knew of it before mm-hmm. this. I had okay. never played it, but I think I've even seen like some screenshots of it before. Got it, it sort of sounds like a generic like template game. So that's what I had to expect. It's the name of like every theme park in every yeah. state, right? <laughs> like every state needs to have an Adventure Island. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, I didn't. I knew of the franchise, like I had heard of that there was like many, uh, many of these different types of games, but I never played any of them. So I was excited to get into it. Uh, basically, it's a Super Mario Brothers knockoff in, in many ways, which is funny because in the last episode, Sean and I had discussed. Joe, you weren't on it. I wasn't. We had discussed that uh, one of the things I was looking forward to is somebody just taking the Super Mario Brothers formula <laughs> and just trying to get like close to it, like not do something so stupid. We were referring to Karnov and being like. Why did they have to add all those extra things? Like, just you didn't even get the jump right. At least focus on that. And and so I get I get huge Super Mario Brothers vibes out of Adventure Island. What about you two? Uh, particularly because of the way it controls, I get I get those vibes. I mean, it's also like it seems like it should be a given, but it's not uh, when it comes to platformers. That it's also just like well designed in enemy placement and, and and platforming. But just the fact that you have, I think we said it about Mario. Your character has like weight and and momentum. And that makes it feel to me so much better to control, and that's where I got the most like, wow, this reminds me just this reminds me of Super Mario. I agree. It it has it has tastes of Super Mario in it, and uh, that's all I'll say on it for now. Cool. Uh, just to give a, an overview of the game, Caveman Mario uh, has to survive eight worlds, four stages in each, running and jumping his way through each stage, and at the last stage of each world. There's a boss. Mm-hmm. So emphasis on Caveman Mario because that's pretty much Super Mario Bros. There's the same amount of number of levels mm-hmm. as Super Mario Brothers. Now, why did you say Caveman Mario? Because I think that this is just, you know, based on the... So just based <laughs> on the way that this game plays, oh, okay. it's like taking Mario right, and putting him in, a, in the Flintstones. It sounds like you were like actually reading something. No, uh, I yeah. wasn't reading anything. <laughs> I said that. Uh, I think actually there's, an, there's a backstory to the main character's name uh, because he's based off of a Hudson Soft employee, uh, Takahashi Maijin. And uh, this guy is something of a legend in Japan <laughs> okay. because he was known as 16-Shot. Why do you think they called him 16-Shot? I imagine he has a a loaded gun in the office at all times. <laughs> That's a good idea for an employee to have. Uh, no, it's because he was able and documented to hit the A button on an NES controller 16 times in a second. Wow. 
16 he's like times a turbo in a button. Second. He's like a human turbo button. Yeah, I think that's pretty impressive. I don't know what I was hitting per second. I would on, like to know how long button. he can sustain that, though. Well, he he did an injury much later on in like his fifties, and he said he'd be better. He'd be closer to like thirteen shot by now. Oof. He doesn't think sixteen is is kind of unheard of. Uh, <laughs> Like as far as I know, in, in, uh, do people record this number? The ever? Well, there's a game. There's a just to go on a tangent for a second. There's a mini game in Mario Party like four or five where even it's called Domination, and this is how time, we figured it out. Yeah, and no, and the whole time you just hit the A button for ten seconds, right? And then I figured eventually, once I was scoring like in the hundred pluses, I was like, oh, how many? Like, is that per second? And then I realized, oh, you just divide by 10. <laughs> so I think taking I, us through, like, the way you learn. Yeah, so divide. I got to, like, 100 and maybe, like, 11 at one point, And that's 11 A-presses per, per second. That's, and I'm, that's more than 11. 11.1, yes. So you can go ahead and round that up. I don't care I'll about that up at point five. You can round two, up at point yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> just to one other decimal. And that's not even close to 16, though. Like, if I'm getting 111 in 10 seconds, that means that uh, Takayashi would get 160. Astounding. This is astounding. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? It has nothing to do with Adventure Island because you wouldn't gain any benefits from having, like, <laughs> turbo-like features in Adventure Island. Another, another quick fact before we get into the game is that uh, Hudson Soft made this game, but it is a direct port, pretty much, of the Sega arcade game Wonder Boy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which is just weird because uh, you know, like Hudson Soft attained the right, the partial rights to Wonder Boy, but Wonder Boy wound up being sold to Sega at the same time, and so they weren't allowed to use the name Wonder Boy, but they owned the rights to use the game. So wow. they just figured, oh, we'll just call it something different, and that's how they came up with Adventure Island on the NES. It does suck. That, like, uh, Wonder Boy's a great name. You can play Wonder Boy on, I believe, the Sega Master System and <laughs> probably even the Sega Genesis. But uh, I, I just think it's funny because Wonder Boy is still around. I don't think Adventure Island is. And now it's time to talk about Adventure Island itself. Uh, Joe, you mentioned that there's this whole weight and momentum thing. I, I think it's really important, since we've emphasized so many times about the jump in platformers, that we really get nitty-gritty on this. So, Joe, if you could just kind of start the conversation and we'll go from there. Yeah, so, I mean, by weight, I just mean that as, as you move, when you, when you take your finger off of the direction you're moving, you kind of slide a little bit or you keep running a little bit. And as much as when you say that out loud, it sounds like, Oh, that sucks. But really, in practice, it it feels to me maybe it's because we're conditioned by games like Mario. It feels much more natural, yeah. um, and it feels like you can you can use that to like time your jumps a little better. Um, which also leads to the fact that there are two jumps in this game. There's there's your regular jump if you're standing still, where you jump kind of low, and then if you're running and jumping, you jump pretty high, and or you can. Start your. You can just press both buttons at the same time if you want to cheat it. But, um, but that that felt kind of uh, took a little getting used to. But it felt kind of kind of good once you got the hang of it. And how about like at at full speed, right? Like Super Mario Brothers has like that arch, right? Of of uh, of the maximum jump that you can get. And what's what's good about that is if you start going the other way, or you know, while you're in midair, there's a lot of flexibility so that you don't have to be so perfect. 
about your positioning at any given time because you can kind of back out of decisions when you see a platform arise or you can move forward a little more or you can stop right where you are and just fall straight down. How did that feel here? To be honest, I'm not I can't think of how how exactly it works, which makes me think that it works in a similar way. I, I think it felt heavier. Like it, it's harder to get to your max speed. It's harder to you definitely can uh, adjust in midair, but it 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 feels like there's much more resisting you when you do that. Um, but all in all, it's 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 this. It feels like the same uh, technique with the numbers tweaked. Yeah, and I think actually the weight thing comes from a from a graphics thing. Actually, the the way that the graphics are designed in this game to make them look nicer than say super mario brothers did back in 85 is that they've increased the size of every kind of graphic so the sprites are bigger but now you have less on your display at a given moment and so i don't even know if like well if you did just shrink everything down would it actually get very close to super mario brothers (laughs) and is it just the fact that because he's bigger and because you're seeing less of the stage that it just feels more weighty on every action you would think that it would feel faster though if it was actually the one-to-one. But right. That's right, why I think yeah. it's not. Got it. Yeah, and when you mentioned before, like, the arc that Mario has, I think his is a much uh, wider arc, whereas this guy, whatever the heck his name is, uh, he, he has, like, a very high arch, but he falls fast, too. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes it a little harder, not necessarily in a better or worse way, but just it's a little more difficult, I think, to time, like, I want to land in between those two enemies. I want to yeah. land in between those two rocks. How many times did you have this phenomenon while playing the game where, like, you jump over something and then you immediately, like, as you're coming down, you're, like, prepared to do just another jump just in case. So you, like, you jump <laughs> over something and then you're just ready to do the next jump already. And you just, even if you just jump straight up and come right back down, I just felt like I was tapping the jump button a lot because this game doesn't have the Super Mario Brothers mechanic of stomping on enemies, so you can only throw your hammers uh, at, at enemies to take them down, which works a lot like the fire, um, yeah. the fireball in the Fire Flower Power Up. I guess what I'm saying is that there's a lot of, of jumping, emphasis on jumping on this game, more so than uh, using the hammer, but the hammer comes in handy, but because you're taught to jump, more often than you're taught to throw the hammer, there was a lot of times I just found myself trying to avoid everything rather than like take things slow and combat the situation. Well, you're sort of in- incentivized to uh, fireball or um, or hammer things just so that you can get those eggs that may or may not have something good in them, uh, or points, which you know points is points, but you do get extra lives that way. Um, but I, I think I, I did like a combination of the two. Like I would avoid if I definitely knew I, I didn't have time to destroy it. But I think I was pretty balanced. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I, was, I was, wasn't really super heavy one way or another. I was doing a lot of jumping and I was constantly throwing axes because, I mean, I feel like it, there, I definitely had a lot of agency and like, oh, I want to hit this guy, I want to hit that guy. But also when I wasn't aiming for things, I was just throwing axes yeah. because odds are I'm going to hit something. That and there's no limit me. to the axes, correct? No. They, correct, don't, yeah. they don't do anything in terms of um, no. that meter just that's throw like it. A, acts as a timeout. Just spam right. them. Yeah, so that, 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 that I actually liked the idea of like having permanent fire flower. <laughs> uh, I thought it would be strange because that same button that you use to throw the fire flower, uh, the hammers is the same button that you use to run yeah 
And that gets a little trickier later on. Oh, it's when, definitely tricky. Yeah, later on, it definitely has like more enemies appear on the screen, and uh, the real estate of your platforms shrinks. It becomes a little bit of like a, well, what does the game want me to do? Does it want me to rush through this stage as fast as I can, or does it want me to figure out like the best way to deal with the enemies? Because that's another huge problem with the uh, with this whole uh, balancing of the jump and the platforming is that there's there's that timer that acts as like your life at the same time that uh, basically if you ever trip over a rock, you lose some of that chunk of, of meter that, that acts as your timer. Just as it goes on throughout the stage, it slowly goes away too. And the only way to increase it is to eat a bunch of fruit. Now, granted, the fruit <laughs> spawns all over the place randomly. Poppin's pretty bad on this. It yeah. feels like sometimes it appears while I'm like right next to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, how did I not see it yet? I liken that to... If the coins in Super Mario Brothers just popped on whenever, like <laughs> yeah. whenever you see that, as soon as you see them, they're just like, oh, cool, those are the coins. They don't just like show up randomly. <laughs> but the fruit just is like, oh, here's a banana all the way up there, and then there's a cherry down here. I, I never got one in a spot where it would spawn and kill you. You know, like you would jump into it and then fall into a pit. So they must be thinking about where these things are gonna yeah. spawn, but they just didn't think about like, oh, you have to see them to know that you should grab them. <laughs> yeah, and there are some times where. It's spawning. It spawns so late where it's like you kind of you have to plan to be running so you can jump high enough. You have to kind of like plan ahead to get a few of them. So there's a few times where I definitely missed some because of yeah. Some, I, w- I definitely I was wasn't them. wasn't a fruit completionist. Like, I I collected them when they were convenient, but I ignored them if I didn't. I I wasn't either. But as far as the way I normally play, I definitely collected a lot more than I usually would if it was just for points or something like that because I, I, I knew it was helping my life yeah. and there was just something satisfying about collecting them so I was like <laughs> trying more than I usually do to like collect as many as I could it's a, it's a balance of things right because you know Joe as you just mentioned it incentivizes collecting them because it actually does something but and maybe this is just like my 2020 way of thinking that there just shouldn't, if there's going to be some kind of limit like that, it's just put a timer on the top right <laughs> of the screen and just tell me like I got 200 seconds to make it through the stage. I feel like we would complain about the timer. Yeah, We would have complained about the timer regardless, yeah. right? But I'm saying like to, to complicate it in a way where it's like, you know, everything in this game one shot kills you except for these rocks, which happen to just take away some measly meter <laughs> from you. It's like... At what point do we just say, like, screw the meter, the game's yeah. hard enough as it is, but it's not, it's not, I just want to get that out of the way, it's not too hard. Uh, the, you know, the meter just seems like an extra layer on top of a, an overall, like, fun, laid-back kind of game. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mike. It's made it stressful. I think that, yeah, we should just definitely redesign all the levels so that you just have to press right until you hit the end. There shouldn't be any platforming. Yeah, yeah. or yeah, obstacles, yeah, yeah. I don't understand no. how in these caves there's all these holes. <laughs> you know, like, it just doesn't, um, it doesn't check out. No, I'm not crazy about the meter or a timer, but I think I actually prefer the meter. Uh, just because I like the idea that you have some control in like building the timer back up and it feels a little less arbitrary. Yeah, exactly. It feels it feels like yeah. I'm doing something. Um, yeah, if I were if it were my option it would just be a game where the platforming is challenging enough where you don't need that. But, I mean, that's a different game. I mean, that's just my preference. But Right. So, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot to say, though, about the uh, relaxing element of this game with the music, and, and it's fun to be, like, in these prehistoric times. And the only thing you're going <laughs> is it up against... prehistoric? Get, it's got to be, right? I, I, no, I kept thinking that, too, but... 
Is well, it, it, it definitely takes place in its own it's, universe. It's, I'm not it, saying it takes place says, during our dinosaurs. It says in the manual uh, you're on an island in the South Pacific, which I feel like it wouldn't say if we were in prehistoric times. I don't think they'd have to say Pangaea. I don't know. I guess it's just like weird to specify like a like a location. Mike, I think you sort of headcanned like this into okay, into yeah. the Stone I, Age. So forget the prehistoric <laughs> thing for a second. Maybe the Flintstones are hot. He's wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the Flintstones are hot at this moment, and they just figured they'll cash in on the dinosaur aesthetic. But uh, forget about that. I just think, like, the graphics are, are fun and silly. The only enemies you ever face are not really that scary by any means, except for the boss, which is a little bit of a weird misnomer. But uh, <laughs> there's just, like, most of this game is actually fun and enjoyable and colorful. And uh, I think there's something to be said there about the, the color palette of this game versus re- regular NES games we play. I feel like most NES games we play are not that vibrant. Yeah, this yeah. is yeah. almost got like, a pretty dark set. Yeah. <laughs> this is almost like making me think more of like Super Mario Brothers 3 colors. Like that's a really colorful game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think we've had anything like, well, maybe we have, but not that many things that are like this close to that kind of aesthetic feel. Yeah, but we should probably talk about um, those bosses or it's just one guy whose head just (laughs) continues to change because uh, is that not the most disappointing part of this entire game? It is very disappointing. I have problems with both instances of this game between the levels themselves and the bosses. Yes, the bosses are are disappointing because it's the same thing every time. You You just try and Dracula them. Like jump up, hit the head, jump up, hit the head, and it's not even that many. Yeah, right, and the like the the har- the hardest part of the of like not dying is like make sure you're not yeah. jumping when he throws. Right, like just he has a very slow arced thing. He's yeah. easier than some of the regular enemies that come up, and then he like walks towards you to a certain point. So just like don't be there when he's yeah. walking there. Did it's I like really some- that simple. Did I miss something though about like the memo on on being able to jump higher or is it just during this particular parts of the boss fight where all of a sudden your character jumps a little higher so that he can reach the head? No, I think ah. you just jump higher by using B. If you use B and A anytime when okay. you're standing still, it, I, maybe I don't know. No, 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 I, I think maybe it's when you yeah, I when you press a directional button and jump, that's when you jump high. But also I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure if you were just holding B as if you're running and then press A, you jump high, even if you're standing still. Huh. Okay. Both of those things check out because maybe because it's a limited space that you're in with the boss, I yeah. was just trying to use just the A button and the directions. Yeah. But what it turned out was that what I had to do was, and this is just in my own head, I'm not saying like the manuals that <laughs> do this, is that I'd have to kind of like run, jump, and then like like use the left pad and then switch to the right pad immediately to jump up high and then yeah. I could throw the hammer and that just felt like I was like alright nobody ever trained you for this moment <laughs> right. in yeah. Island. and so I was throwing the hammers at the first boss for an awful long time thinking like does he just take a lot of hits like why isn't he yeah. throwing anything at me and then it's like no you need to hit the head right yeah um, and just to clarify the uh, what you guys are saying about the directional buttons is definitely true and then I'm just 95% sure that also the B button will do the same effect. Got it. Okay. Um, but yeah, to your point, there's no there's no point in the game where you notice like when you hit anything before these bosses that they like glow as if you've hit them, that they give you that kind of feedback. And now that's the only feedback that this boss's head gives you. So like if you're hitting its body, 
you don't know to look for feedback because yeah. nothing else has given you that. There are some enemies that will change color though when they require that's true, two the hits. frogs. Yeah, but that's still not the same thing. No, no, no I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that, like sometimes color has been an indicative of like you know, oh, it means you have to do something. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, oh yeah, or those things that run up behind you and they yeah, turn blue and yeah, freeze what are those, for a second. <laughs> what the heck are those? Actually, I actually have the manual right here. They're all they're the names. They're that, coyotes. Okay, yeah, but the names. <laughs> The names of the rest of the enemies are literally just keyboard mashes. <laughs> what, you don't think pooter? <laughs> what is that supposed to be? It's a pig. A pooter is a pig? Okay. Sneal? The snail? <laughs> Sneal the snail. Snail is probably... Sneal and coyote are the only ones that bear any resemblance to what they're supposed to be. Uh, cobra? Okay, sorry, cobra. There's um, three. Okay, There's like one that on. doesn't resemble. That's um, it. Yeah, Whaler isn't really like a swordfish. Yeah. Uh, red oct and blue oct. Check out though. Stop picking apart my my hyperbole. I'm like. sure you I, you could take yeah. any sentence I've ever said on nostalgia and just rip it to shreds if you just tried hard enough. <laughs> the one thing though on these bosses and the reason why we're spending so much time on them is because uh, so you defeat the first boss and was I the only one thinking like okay whatever he grew new, another head and he goes up to the next <coughs> stage and now you gotta take care of him then you go and do the same fight again it's, it's the yeah, same it's exactly exact the same. For it's not even more difficult them. it's not even like he takes more hits to it die it does take more hits oh he does yeah but it's, but it's ever so. slightly increasing yeah gotcha they are supposedly like, they're not the same guy though they're, 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 they're different characters technically I thought they were the same guy and he changes the head he just changes his head, like he just in his changes wardrobe. His head, yeah, yeah. I, I he never, he never like falls through the pit, does he? No, no, no. But uh, he does blow up. Okay, got it. Yeah. So it's more like <laughs> Bowser being like, "I was really a Goomba." Yeah. You exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The the difference is though is that you know in Super Mario Bros. Even though you always fought Bowser at the end of each world, he got more complicated each time. Yeah. Or he would do like. Oh, now there's this platform that you have right. to like try to jump over, or now you have to come in on um, something where you must, you can't jump over right away. You have to go under and then jump over Bowser. There was like a there was a thing to it. Here, he doesn't gain like any new powers. He doesn't like throw hammers at you as well or anything, or do or stomp to like paralyze yeah. you. It's just hey, here's that like slow ball fireball thing I got again. You want some of that? But that that's my problem with the the levels themselves as well like yeah you, like this is sort of going into what you mentioned about it sort of being zoomed in mm-hmm. and to me it, th- these are just very basic designs like it's too basic of a design for it to be that interesting because you're ba- you're you're running forward and you're jumping when you need to jump and the yes there are enemies in places that like it, it, it's intuitive to hit them but I don't, I don't see it as all that creative. There's no real sense of progress either no. if you're going along. I don't really feel like I'm getting closer to an end. No. And maybe that's just because of the four stages, eight worlds, four checkpoints in each stage. What would you guys think of those like little checkpoints? Uh, I didn't like, understand checkpoint? the reason they were there. I liked them, actually. I thought that it, it was... I mean, when you die, you go back to that checkpoint. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice little... It, it made the levels feel really long. That makes more sense. And then also, like, the levels felt really long because there wasn't, like, a... 
moment. There, nothing happened when you get reached a checkpoint. You just keep going, so it doesn't. There's not like a break. I guess right. the only reason that I would know that I was any further in these levels is that the checkpoint number changed because there's no variety of layout. Yeah, the layout repeats mm-hmm. itself constantly. And so yeah, you need those goal markers. Actually, all the platforms are. I, I feel like all the platforms are uh, are cut of to the same size. Like it's always this like one eighth of the screen taken up by a platform and then you jump to the next one that's the exact right. that looks exactly the same. So I was I was not smitten by the level design. Yeah, and there's actually there's more things that Super Mario Brothers has in terms of platforming layouts than Adventure Island has and meanwhile this game comes out um, four years later. Yeah. You know, or three years later. So it's like that's a little strange that they managed to copy a lot of things that it had, but that they couldn't fit in all of it, or rather even think of newer solves for platforming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's almost like this game needed either a different kind of a variety of enemies at some point introduced into the game, or it needed a, like... A new jumping feature where you could maybe, like, double jump uh, with a certain power-up. But instead, they went the wrong way with the platforming power-ups. And they give you that skateboard. Yeah, it what makes you worse thinking? at things. It, basically, the only good it gives you is, yeah, you're a little faster and you technically have an extra hit. I think of it, yeah. I only thought of the skateboard strictly from an armor perspective. Yeah. All See, I cared about yeah. was like, oh, well, I can get a little bit further before I lose it. I actually didn't hate the skateboard because I, I thought it was intentionally like a, a plus in that if you, um, if you get hit, it's an extra hit that you get to take, but then intentionally also a, a minus that you can't stop moving, which makes it harder. I, I thought it was kind of a cool little like uh, take on, like instead of giving you a star which they have their equivalent to the star in this game anyways, but yeah. they give you something that, like, oh, this boosts you up, but it's going to be harder to keep because you have to keep moving. I, I thought that was kind of a cool little uh, fun I, aside. I just didn't enjoy being on the skateboard, so I count it as a negative. <laughs> I, I also just think that the idea of constantly moving forward, because you can't stop the skateboard. Yeah, you can't adjust your platforming right. if you Did fall it, into yeah. a hole. There just comes a point where, you know, depending on which levels you get the skateboard in, you're bound to like maybe get like two or three jumps over something before you lose it again because it's just the screen is just littered with like certain amount right. of perfect jumps required to right. keep that skateboard going because you can stop when you're yourself you know like you can kind of land perfectly without like skidding too much and take care of the next enemy but on the skateboard you're forced to continue moving forward and it's like right. I just don't have that kind of but that, that's where control. there's that's where there's that little bit of like risk reward you have to do in your head real quick of like is it is this gonna is the next section gonna be hard enough where i might you don't well always have the skateboard you don't always get that time to deliberate though because right. the way that these eggs sort of spawn is that they will if you're just running through them they will pop and and it fall right next barely to you, but you just saw, so you just have to pick it up barely ever saw anything come out of an egg before i just had it you know like <laughs> i see i felt like i usually was able to see the egg ahead of time shoot it Open it and see what it was. You would Granted, crack the eggs. You I cracked. I cracked okay. the eggs until yeah. I started to notice the eggplant thing, which is another. You thing. You can. It just if you're trying to like if you're in a flow, you're not just going to slow down and have to speed up again. So I just would run through it and hope it was a a, a honey girl, and I'd be <laughs> yes, yes, and I, I know you're talking about. And I'd be invincible. But. Sean, uh, just clarify for everyone listening at home: what's uh, a honey girl? Uh, it's like your own term you coined. Or? Yeah, you know, like a little, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, basically, they give invincibility uh, for, yeah, for a period yeah. of time. It's more it's fun. It's the star. It's the star from Mario. Yes. Right, yeah. yeah. That's also a great analogy. Yep. Because, again, they're not in reinventing anything right. here. In fact, um, I'm sure that somebody could ROM hack a skateboard into Super Mario Brothers and people would hate it. <laughs> like it wouldn't be any cooler in Super Mario Brothers. Yoshi is now skateboard. <laughs> All right. Uh, Joe, you mentioned eggplant. Yes. Okay. Uh, which to some people is just a food. It's so why don't you tell us what's going girl. on here? So it's it's the opposite of the the honey girl, the star power up, <laughs> where you get it and it's a bad thing. It I guess it's not really the opposite, but you get it. <laughs> it, it follows you and depletes your meter that we talked yeah, about the earlier. Timer. The time meter. Um, and it's because it's his least favorite food. Right. Yeah. It does say that in the manual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's Annoying about that, which which I found where I didn't find the skateboard annoying, where, where I felt like I did have time to d- decide if I want to pick it up. If you crack the egg and it's an eggplant, it it's, just it's jumps yours. on you, yeah. yeah, and you have it for I don't know, I guess just a certain amount of time. Yeah, until I don't time think it out. kills you, but I mean, I've I, I have died from it, but I don't think that if you're at full health, it will kill I you. I think, oh, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying, but yeah. it, it will, it will. De- if you're like at half health, it will deplete. Yeah, it'll your kill dead. you. Yeah, yeah. You better just finish the finish the level beforehand. Even though the back of the box told you that you were saving Princess Leilana, uh, it turns out that the girl's name is just Tina. And it just shows <laughs> you. You got the wrong island. <laughs> it's like, I'm not so sold that I saved the right person. Um, so that was interesting. That, that threw me in for a bit of a loop. Uh, I, it just says, congratulations. You have saved your lovely Tina. I guess the fact that it says your... <laughs> lovely Tina implies well it that, is yours now yeah it's, it's a nickname. yours so yeah. it's like you came here to find this thing on the island and now you got it this I, thing I love these informed <laughs> the, like these in, informed stories like it, it's not actually the, the, the story's not being told in the game just like this is what you're actually doing when, when you play Tetris <laughs> and like, right right <laughs> Uh, Which was supposed to be a trilogy of movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're uh, having that. Adventure Island, I, I, I don't know what kind of adventure we really went on, though, because throughout this game, I felt like I was just always on an island. That You know, like, like it never got scarier, the aesthetic of the game. It never went, like, deep into dungeons or anything. I was mostly just seeing trees and water and beaches, and I was like... All right, what did yeah. I do? Like a lap we, around chill. the perimeter? Yeah. Did we talk about? I know, I know. We mentioned that the the levels start to get rep- like the level itself starts to get repetitive. It feels like you're looping. Or it feels like you're going through. But even as you go, there's eight worlds or areas yep. as they're called in this game. Mm-hmm. And even as you get into the later ones, it's recycling exact levels, like layouts of the levels and everything. Maybe with just a few more enemies here and there. And then, like, once in a while, suddenly there's a new one where I'm like, well, why aren't there just new ones every world? Why doesn't it feel a little different every world? Uh, and that really was a big, like, 
uh, check bad mark. Bad mark. Yes, thank you for saying exactly what I said. (laughs) Bad mark. It was a bad mark on on this thing. The game uh, report card. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I need you to do that for every every time I'm uh, starting. Every time you're thinking. Yeah. Every time you 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 forget what you're gonna say. (laughs) Exactly. sequels and spinoffs as we mentioned this is a franchise uh there are two sequels which we will play on the nes adventure island 2 and sean adventure island 3 correct very good nice uh there was a fourth game released (laughs) adventure island 4 on the famicom but it was released exclusively in japan so we will never play adventure island 4 unless you go out of your way for the extra credit i know that you guys got the extra credit assignment so (laughs) right on the report that. card, like uh, Adventure Island. Yeah, and then this one, Adventure Island 1, was remade for PS2 and GameCube in Japan only as like a graphics update only. They didn't change any of like the way that the platforms go. It's just that 2.5D PS2 era looking graphics. They didn't, they didn't change how anybody controls or anything. Wow. They, it seems like you'd have to, right? It's not like you could take the code from the game and then just, like, <laughs> be like, oh, now I've just redone the textures to be, like, HD. PS2 um, games are not HD, of course, but I think GameCube games could get, like, really close to HD. I mean, PS2 could go 480p. Okay. A progressive scan. That's, that's important to know. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking GameCube could use component cables, so I'm not sure... You're a component. Yeah, I'm not sure what the resolution is on that. Uh, Super Adventure Island and Super Adventure Island 2 uh, come out for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> uh, new Adventure Island for the TurboGrafx-16. Adventure Island The Beginning for the Wii. A prequel? You knew we needed wow. that, right? Like, you just before knew Before the Stone Age? Yeah, yeah, like what happened at the beginning of time? It yeah. takes place right before the Big Bang. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, Adventure Island Quest came out for mobile in 2010, and I didn't even want to look up what that looks like. I do want to see what it looks like. Okay, I'll do that now. Yeah, I'm sure, so you do that, and I'm just going to continue to mention some cool things. Um, Master Higgins, who by this point is like, wait, who? That's totally that's, a caveman name, Mike. That's the main character. That's Cave Mario. His name is Master Higgins in the North American version. He appears as a playable character in the crossover fighting game Dream Mix TV World Fighters. Released only in Japan for the GameCube uh, in 2003. I've just never even heard of that kind of crossover game. Who else is in this game? Dream Mix TV World <laughs> Fighters. I always get excited when there's like a new crossover fighting game that you find out about because then you're like, oh, who's in it? Who's in it? And I remember one time there was like a Sega Saturn fighting game that had the car from Daytona. Uh, as like, a, like they as were that a, like low on characters that... yeah as a secret unlockable fighter you could be the car and punch with your wheels and stuff <laughs> fantastic the we probably won't see adventure island games for a while though because the adventure island series is now owned by konami uh who absorbed hudson soft in 2012 and konami don't like to make video games no more so i don't True. think we'll be seeing uh 
any Adventure Island from them. Sean, any update on Adventure Island Quest? It, I, I don't see anything about it. That stinks. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah. Maybe I made it up. I see Lost Island Blast Adventure. Okay. Uh, I see New Island Adventure. I see Fishing Simulator. I don't see Adventure oh, Island Quest. Yeah. yeah, it was Fishing Simulator. Actually. I see. Well, while we continue to look at that, maybe it'll be in the show notes for everybody. Um, it's probably very hard to find because it was only like in Japan mobile. Oh, so who knows? So it was like, probably who, who uploaded like a YouTube video of that? Like, oh, I should preserve this. Someone must have. Uh, I did want to get back to our friend Sixteen Shot. Nice, because he had a little thing to say um, for the interview uh, that they did with us. Uh, yeah, with us uh, <laughs> for um, uh, this game, Adventure Island. <laughs> And he said, uh, back in about 1985, there was an arcade game called Wonder Boy. So there was an arcade game, Wonder Boy, that was already out. Back then, (laughs) PC games like Load Runner and those games were transferring to console games. And this was one of the games that we wanted to do alongside arcade ports like Tecmo's Star Force. Back then, our vice president, Mr. Kudo, said, the main character is not looking very strong and you're very popular right now. Why don't we just put you in there? And that's how it started. This is this is nothing. That was a nothing statement. He just explained how he became the main character. Takahishi Maijin is the <laughs> is Master Higgins for the Japan people. We'd like to make games. We're gonna make this game. You look big, strong man. You take. Control. I don't know what the, I don't know what to make of that last one. The main character not looking very strong is like <laughs> is like. Do do these companies usually do a marketing campaign around their main character? Maybe it just means excited? that it, like it's not up to snuff, you know. Got it. Okay. Um, we should probably just do the essential games list at this point, right? Yeah. Straight yeah. Pause I think we skip it. You know what? It's funny. You think we should <laughs> skip? The pause sound. The pause sound had. I actually had a moment to, to, to think it. about it. Like I think that it had a moment of. It actually felt like finality. Like, you may never start this game again. It was pretty, it was like, like, sharp, right? Yeah, it was like, it was like Yeah, I, I thought some... I, it's funny, because I kind of forgot exactly what it sounded like, but I do remember making a note of, like, oh, that's in kind of... It was, like, it was like halfway... I was, like, teetering on the edge of do yeah. I mention it or not. I, I think that, like, it's such an iconic pause sound that, like, you... <laughs> like but You're the, higher at it than the I was. First, the first moment that I paused, I just contemplated not playing again any, anymore. <laughs> you're like, like wait, this is over. Yeah, yeah, it's done. I get this it. This is over. It's yeah. a better ending. Yeah, wow. That's a, yeah, I like the, <laughs> the, the, the idea of, like, finality. Yeah. Pause sound. Like, I, I want that to be a pause sound in that game in the future. You press pause, and it just powers off the system. <laughs> like, you're done. Boom. All right. Uh, we should do the essential games list vote. Um, let's do that right now on the essential games list. Okay, Joe, just get right into it. Tell me all about it. I, I think this is a really fun game. Um, as far as platformers go, I think it controls really well. I think it is designed really well to an extent. Um, and I think there are just a few things that it has that are hurting it. One is how repetitive it is. At the beginning, when I started playing this game, I was really thinking, oh, this is going to be an essential game. I really was. As it went forward, and it started to get repetitive, and I started to kind of... I just noticed I wasn't having as much fun with it, because it's just the same thing over and over again. Overall, I think that it is definitely a step in the right direction compared to most of these platformers we have. I just don't think it's enough to for me to put on the essential games list. That makes sense. That adds up. Sean? 
I have more problems with this game than uh, than I do fun spots. I, I like I like the way it looks. I like the way the character handles. Um, but overall, like the, I need more variety in the game that I'm playing. If you want me to play eight very long levels, considering, um, so I have no problem co- concurring with Joe as a not essential. Got it. And uh, to add to all of this with the variety talk and stuff like that, uh, you know, there's two there's two trains of thoughts here. It's like, well, what if you just made the whole game shorter, right? What if you just did that loop of the first one four times and that was just perfect gameplay, uh, you know, similar to, to the length of a game like Donkey Kong. Or just press right. Right, right, right. No, but, like, you know, the, like the idea of, like, just four stages, like how Donkey Kong is. And it's like, well, my answer to that is we kind of said, like, Donkey Kong was good in 1980, but we don't think it's essential today. Like, we we made that decision. So I don't I don't think, you know, even if you halved it and you were like, oh, there's only four worlds, it's that the problem is, is that the game doesn't add on to itself in any way. Yeah. What you experience in those first four stages could be the entire game for you regardless. And that, that's just not enough here. I think that... While I was curious to see what a game like Super Mario Brothers could be like, I'm still M, even though I'm not voting this one essential. I still think that somebody who understands, like, this is what Super Mario Brothers did right, and we can also add this, this, and this in terms of platforming layouts, <laughs> could, you know, like, could work well. There's still there's still a recipe there, and I'm sure Nintendo's going to nail it if nobody else does. So we're waiting for it, but this one didn't uh, scratch the itch that I had last episode. So uh, as You've I been just mentioned, itchy since the last I've been episode? itchy for a whole week. <laughs> wow! Um, somebody please send help. Uh, so yes, not essential by all three of us, and uh, that's really all I have to say about that. All right, goodbye. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I would like to say something though about the podcast. Oh, oh, okay. And that is that Nostalgia Cast gets by every week uh, on the like. Uh, what is that called? The, on the our, phone. The goodwill. The goodwill. Oh, the goodwill yeah. of uh, all of our phone. listeners who continue to spread the good word. Um, yeah, maybe that's more. Yeah. The goodwill. I've, I've seen people on Twitter saying, like, Nostalgicast is a podcast you should listen to, and that's very nice. We love that. Continue to say exactly that. Hashtag like, for work. <laughs> Nostalgicast is a podcast you should listen to. Yeah, if you just <laughs> do the hashtag, I'm sure that'll get, like, Google will eventually pick that up, and they'll have to post it on the front page of Google. Mm-hmm. What is on the front page of Google? Usually some obscure holiday. And what should be on the front page of Google? Nostalgicast. Yes, us. Okay, so if you guys agree at home, uh, tell your friends. Write into us. Write uh, into Google. Write into Twitter, <laughs> however. Yeah, write to anybody in the world and see if they can get the message to us. Sometimes you guys are like, how do I contact you? And it's like, just... How but they are already that contacting you. you. <laughs> right, like just, just figure, you know, like find the way. Like the world, the world used to not have all of these digital connections, and I'm sure people still talk to Napoleon. You know, like back then, like I'm sure they found a way to get in contact with him. Like, sir, we need more food over in this part of the world. Oh, like, I thought you meant like today. Yeah. yeah no. Oh no, 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 nobody can talk to the dead. Um, I and, thought you were implying that and Napoleon that's just like was personal still alive. finance advice too. Like, if you're spending money to talk to anybody who's dead. Stop immediately! Like they, they're not doing it. We're not trying to tell you how to live your lives. If you, not if, to you, you to live your if you do know how to commune with the dead, if you do know a psychic or or a medium that isn't lying, yeah, or tell us. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they're proficient in lottery numbers. That's yeah. great too. I would love to know uh, 
where the S&P 500 will be on August 13th. So we are going to end the episode here, <laughs> but uh, just a quick note that we have a fun post show coming up, so maybe you'll listen to that one as well. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, you guys have no idea. I'm excited. We're about to do it. Uh, thank you so much. I'm Michael Zavito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter. You can find Nostalgia on at NostalgiaCast on Twitter. Tell your friends all about it. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>
Here are a few suggestions for some other clubs. Try saving up weekly for a new tape every month. So far, our club has 13 tapes. In our club, we save a few dollars a week uh, for extra money to call the Nintendo hotline. A friendly game counselor kindly helps us out when we have trouble on something. Wow. There was an actual, like, they, you, they paid for, like, tips? You didn't know about this. I didn't know about that. Joe, I knew about you know? the tip okay, hotline. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nintendo hotline was actually done by, like, it's in partnership pay. with Nintendo. Yeah, you would yeah, pay by the minute. Uh, and you would <laughs> so tell like, them. So, like, how long would they take to give you the answer? Like, would they draw uh, yeah, it they out? they probably would try to take long. But basically, <laughs> they would, you could be at any point in any game, right? Call them while you're there and ask for help. And then they were supposed to, like, be able to help you right there. Be like, oh, well, you got to do this thing or try jumping over that or press these combinations of buttons. It was just, like, the original game FAQs, I guess. Wow. But I actually did this one time with my mom for a game called <laughs> Mischief Makers on the uh, N64, which is now considered a classic. I hated the damn game. <laughs> but we were stuck at a point. Like, all of us, we couldn't wrap our heads around it. And my mom called into, I think, the Toys R Us hotline because they had one as well. Really? And we bought the game from them, so maybe there was, like, a free thing yeah. for, for a limited time. And the guy could not help us over the phone. He, he had no idea. Not, he could just could not figure it out. He's like, people usually call me about Super Mario 64 <laughs> or Wave Race 64 <laughs> or Star Fox 64. Your game doesn't even have 64 in the title. <laughs> but also, what do you think about this guy calling cartridges tapes? I I figure he was actually yeah, talking about tapes. Like, yeah, that's what I thought too. Until you said that right now, like cassette no. tapes. I, I just don't. Why would he share that idea with Nintendo? I I I mean, why would somebody contact Nintendo to shill Legend of Kage? Like, <laughs> I think it's just people from the '80s being goofy. So you think that the videoizers, the videoizers, or maybe they're talking about VHS movies, or Betamax? Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. VHS tapes were around in the '80s, late '80s. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So. Maybe those are the tapes. It's VHS the tapes. tapes. We have to get a hold of the tapes. That's the only way to know. Yeah, I mean, I, or I'll just have to go back in time and ask somebody in 1988, like, what do you call cartridges? Like, <laughs> you know, just, like, like frantically <laughs> and like, and with urgency. And it'd be shocking if they said tapes. You know, yeah. I just prompted yeah. them. For They're the like, what's a cartridge? Response. Yeah. The Nixon Watergate tapes. Yes. The Watergate cartridges. That's oh. actually what that guy was collecting. The videoizers collected the Nixon oh, Watergate yeah, the, oh, tapes. Oh, yeah. I've heard of them before. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll do more Nintendo Power in the future. I hope Hopefully there are actual will, questions that yeah, I can respond to. Yeah, I hope you guys continue to, to listen. Um, right now, the top games on Nintendo Power's July-August 1988 issue. The top five games, number five, Kid Icarus. Number four, Super Mario Brothers. Number three, Metroid. Number two, Punch-Out. Okay. So mm-hmm. what's number one? Legend of Zelda. Yes, absolutely. And in the next issue of Nintendo Power, we'll be looking forward to Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Bayou Billy, nice, and Bionic Commando. Sweet. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We're out.